Start recording. Hello and welcome to By the Water with me, your host, James G. I hope you all are doing well on this Friday, the 16th of June, 2023. It is 87 degrees here in Missouri, going down to 61, so it's a little warm. I got my AC going, I don't know about y'all where you're at. We're going to talk about a subject and look at a section of scripture that... um I was listening to a pastor locally here on Wednesday night on their Facebook Live where they carry their sermons for people to tune in if they can't be in person. And I thought, hmm, this would be a good subject to touch upon. It's a good reminder, and it's everybody's favorite topic. Sin. Oh, no, he said the three-letter word that starts with an S and ends with an N. Not son. S-O-N, or S-U-N, but S-I-N, sin. Because let's face it, unfortunately, as long as we are on this side of heaven, we will struggle with that until the Lord comes or until we go to be with him. So, we will be looking at John chapter... Seven verses three through, oh, sorry, John chapter eight, verses three through 12. Again, John chapter eight, verses three through 12. And as I do always, I read from the New King James Version. So let's go ahead and open up in prayer and we'll get started. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day a day that you give to us freely, undeservingly, as we don't deserve anything that you give, but because of your son dying on the cross for our sins, which we'll be talking about shortly, we get those things that you give to us. The forgiveness of sins, your grace, your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace, and the hope in you. I ask, Lord God, that I would step out of the way as I read this section of scripture and discuss this. Help us to not be distracted for the next few moments as we listen. Help us to have open ears to hear, spiritual eyes to see, and a softened heart to accept. And we ask these things in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, John chapter 8, verses 3 through 12. And verse 3 <clears throat> says, then the, said, then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him, referring to Jesus, a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, again referring to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded under or sorry, commanded us that such should be stoned, but what do you say? 
So already they are trying to entrap Christ into seeing what his response is going to be to see if it's going to be against what Moses said or what is his viewpoint and what does he say about it. So again, they bring this woman that's guilty of adultery. Apparently they catch her in the midst of the act and their custom is to stone for adultery. So let's see what Jesus does with this situation here. He says, Second, this they said, testing him that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So, when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. So, a lot of people, especially theologians and biblical scholars, think that when Christ was leaning down and drawing on the ground with his fingers, that they were thinking that he was writing the names of the Pharisees and scribes that were there that were trying to entrap him and seeing if they could catch him and find him guilty of something. And they believed that he was also writing down their sins. And he was continuing to do it until he stood up and said these words to them. He raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. So now they're standing there, rocks in hand, stones in hand, getting ready to throw them at this woman who's committed adultery, committed a sin, and wanting to kill her. Now some people will say one sin is greater than another sin. Jesus doesn't say that. Sin is sin. It doesn't matter if you're telling a white lie, you commit murder, com committing murder to adultery, committing adultery to hatred, stealing. It doesn't matter. Sin, in God's eyes, is sin, and he cannot stand it, and he will not tolerate it in his presence. So regardless of what the sin is, it needs to be forgiven. And the only person who can truly, justfully, and righteously forgive 
you, my brother, my sister, myself, or anyone for that matter of their sins who is perfect and pure in doing so is God himself because of the death and resurrection of his son Jesus Christ who put those nails, who took those nails into his hands and feet, who had the crown of thorns put into his skull, whose side was pierced where the blood and water flowed from it. He's the only one, the perfect lamb, blameless, led to the slaughter. So now they're trying to see what his response, his response is going to be. And they're ready to throw the stones. But let's see what happens when he said that statement to them about he who has no sin, let them throw the first stone at her. So let's see what he says in verse 8. What happens in verse 8? And again, he stooped down, wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it being convicted by their conscience went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up, and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So, the tables completely turned on the scribes and the Pharisees because they couldn't throw the stone at her because they had their own sin that they were dealing with. Sin or sins. And Jesus knew that. Because why? He's God the Father. And he knows all. So he knew what they were going to do before they even did it. But yeah, I do believe that. He was stooping down and writing the names of the scribes and Pharisees and their sins on the ground. Keeping count of, of their sin before they were to be able to stone this woman from that committed adultery. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get caught up in pointing a finger at somebody and telling them about their sin, not necessarily trying to judge them, but bringing up their sin before them. When I should be looking at myself first and examining my own heart 
and asking God to forgive me my sins before I say anything to anybody about their their sins. Have you ever done that? Are you guilty of it? I'm sure you are. We all have done it. We have to try to remember that each and every one of us is on a personal journey with our Lord and Savior. And on this side of heaven, we will always deal with sin. But we aren't slaves to sin. Amen? Because Christ died so that we could be free from our sins. You don't go to a preacher in a booth at a particular church to ask forgiveness. That doesn't work. That's just a ritual that has been around for centuries. The true way to seek forgiveness for your sins is to drop on your knees, to bow your head, and to ask God to forgive you of your sins. And then when you get up to turn from it, repentance is turning away from what you did. And you're turning around and you're going the opposite direction of from what you did. Paul talks about does because of God's forgiveness and the, the death of Christ and his resurrection give us a license to keep on sinning and then go ask for forgiveness and then go do it again? Absolutely not. No. That is not how it works. When you ask for forgiveness of your sin, you repent from your sin, you've been washed by the blood of Christ, you are forgiven, therefore turn from it and walk righteously in his name. And again, I say that I'm guilty at times of pointing fingers at somebody when I should be turning that finger and pointing it inward to myself and examining my heart and asking God to forgive me my sins and forgive me for judging that person. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel good? Are you okay? Oh, James, I've never would ever imagine pointing at somebody and trying to point out their sins to them. No, I wouldn't do that. I hope that you wouldn't, but I know that we all have done it at one point in time in our life, and we probably will as long as we're on this side of heaven. That's when we need to ask Christ for our forgiveness. I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. I would love to hear your feedback. If you have anything that you want to say, you can leave it here in the voice message section of the podcast area. You are welcome to email me at james.v.gurecki, G-U-R-E-C-K-I, at iCloud.com. Or you can call or text me on my phone number at 660-641-0962. And if you have a topic that you would like to have discussed on this podcast, let me know that. If you'd like to co-host with me, let me know that as well. I'm going to go ahead and close us out in prayer. Thank you for listening. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day, for the moments that you give us, the breath that you breathe into our lungs. 
that you allow us to have and take in and release. Help us to be mindful of you always, to not take the cross and the, the death of your son, Jesus, for granted or lightly. And Lord, if we find ourselves pointing out sin to somebody, we ought to take a look at our inward self first and see where we're at with you and give ourselves a self-check heart examination. Be with us as we leave this podcast, but not from your presence. And we ask these things in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Publish. Tap the tool on the left to start. This is your podcast. Switch episode. New episode. Button. Stop recording. Button.